Welcome to Frank Reactions, the podcast where we help you profit from the digital era through better customer experiences online and off. My name is Tema Frank. It seems that every year the super busy Christmassy holiday season thing gets busy earlier and earlier. So I must confess I've fallen a little bit behind in terms of getting fresh interviews done for the podcast. So rather than just scramble and fill in with people who maybe aren't the most exciting ones for you to listen to, I decided that what I'm going to do is just take a little pause and replay some of the episodes that people have enjoyed most from over the past year or so. I will be doing that from now until the beginning of January when we will start a new season with a fresh batch of customer experience related topics and interviews. Meantime, I as always would really value your feedback on what topics and what people you would like me to interview. Just name anyone who you think would be good to have on the show and send me a quick email tema t e amazon marketing a at frankreactions.com, and I will do my darndest to get them on the show. I'd also love to have whatever other feedback you'd like to offer. For all my American listeners, I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And for everybody, as you're headed into the holiday season, just a little self-serving suggestion here, you might want to consider picking up copies of People Shock, The Path to Profits When Customers Rule, as Christmas presents for friends, colleagues, and clients. Today's encore performance is about a restaurant turnaround story. My interview guest was a fellow named Kevin Sembaluk, who he and his wife bought a restaurant franchise that had been in disastrous shape. And this interview tells the story of how they turned that around using a customer-focused strategy. Hope you enjoy the interview, and I'll have another Encore episode for you next week, and brand new episodes early in 2017. Welcome to episode 80 of Frank Reactions, the show where we help you profit from the digital era through better customer experiences online and off. My name's Tema Frank. Now, I've been podcasting long enough to know that you really should pick and stick to a niche when you're marketing anything, whether it's a podcast or a business or whatever. And it is true that I have in the sense that all of my episodes have to do with the things that go into creating great customer experiences. But I do try to cover a whole bunch of different organizational sizes, because I find them all fascinating. Today, we're talking about turnarounds. And our focus is on the case study of a small business and how a new owner for that business went from buying a restaurant that people actively hated to one that now wins rave reviews. His name is Kevin Sambalock, and he is the owner of a Wild Wings franchise in Sherwood Park, Alberta. I had never heard about Wild Wings before, but it turns out they have 101 flavors of wings. It's an interesting story about how to overcome skepticism among your customers and how to rebuild a failing company. Now, if you really don't want to hear about a really small business, this particular one is a franchise, so there's that interesting element in it too. But if that's not your thing and you're really just interested in big company issues, I would suggest you check out some of our past episodes like episode 60 about Lexmark, 75 about Mila, 
77 about Primera Blue Cross, and 78 about L'Oreal. To hear any past episode of the show, just go to frankreactions.com forward slash and then put in the episode number. So uh, you could play Frank Reactions Wheel of Fortune. Just take a spin, put in whatever number you want, and find out what interesting podcast you'll get to hear. Enjoy the interview, and I'll chat with you briefly at the end. My name is Kevin Sembluck. I own uh, a franchise called Wild Wing in Sherwood Park. It's a family sports pub. Uh, I got I got into it because uh, when I was eight, I wanted to uh, be a chef and own my own restaurant. And uh, when I turned 40, uh, that's when God said I was ready for it and, and handed it to me. So it, it, it's been really cool. I like it because it's like serving, throwing a dinner party every night for my friends and family. <laughs> uh, that's that's the biggest thing for me is is just watching people enjoy food. I love to cook. I love people. It's just the interaction and just, you know, being able to walk around and just put smiles on people's faces, watch them socialize in, in a great environment. With, with, with family and friends. I, I think it's just really, it's unique. And, and the whole restaurant is unique too, right? With So talk you know, about that because um, the audience may not be familiar with. Uh, Wild Wing is a Canadian uh, franchise. It started in 1999, so it hasn't been around all that long in the in history of franchises. Uh, it's 101 flavors of, of wings. 101 uh, flavors. Uh, yeah, yeah. 101, uh, three different styles. So there is... If you really look at it, 303. <laughs> so, so what's the weirdest flavor you got? <laughs> uh, you know what? It, it, it varies. I think there's, you know, we have stuff that has raspberry topping on it. Uh, we have the hot chocolate wing. <laughs> it's, it's uh, you know, hot wing drizzled with hot chocolate with chocolate sauce. Interesting. And, and well, we, we sell a lot of them. Hot chocolate yeah. and spicy. Yeah. Right. You know, it's, it's not something you'll eat every day. It's kind of a dessert wing, I guess, at the end of the day. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it, it, it's neat, you know, and, and we're more than wings. Um, we, we've evolutionized into more than wings. Uh, you know, it's a place you can bring your, bring your kids, watch a game, or even just come out with the boys or the girls and, and yeah. have, you know, yeah. ladies and have, and have a good time. Right. Uh, okay. So yeah, you know, that, that's what's unique to me is, and, and getting out of that, you know, I, the bar scene where, you know, we're not open till two o'clock in the morning and, mm-hmm. you know, we're just, and I'm not a breakfast morning guy, so it's, it is perfect, right? It's 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. and you're gonna still have a good time, right? That's ideal. Cause you know the the hours hard. are great. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. And your wife also works in the business, eh? She does, yeah. Um, you know, and and at the end of the day, you know, everything I do, I do for my family. Um, you know, it's it it's about you know bettering my family and 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 ourselves and going through and and Tina's in the business. Um, big part of it we have both our kids work two of our four kids work there oh yeah the boys right now yeah they're 15 and 14 working in the kitchen and they, they you know they do a great job and i can leave them back there and nice and uh, the girls want to work there we got two girls but they're a little young yet how um, old are they uh they're 12 and 10 okay yeah. uh so you know they're, they're i think really... in alberta you're allowed to put them to work at 12 right? you are yeah you are uh, my 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 10 year old uh asks us every day if we're making money and if i'm not then she's on me so <laughs> Let's talk about the situation this franchise was in when you decided to buy it. I gather it was not in a good place. No, um, when when we we took over, uh, I got the opportunity to buy into the franchise. It uh, the the previous franchisees had had uh, you know not done very well. They they lost the business in six months, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, 
What do you no. mean they lost the business in six months? Uh, just from uh, customer service. You know, they were doing very well when they first opened. Okay. And uh, then, you know, something happened from, you know, they started, I don't know really what happened because I don't know the whole story, so I don't want to really get into that okay. because it's, yeah. I don't know. Right. Um, but the business went from, from making money uh, every month to losing money every month. Ouch. Uh, when I walked in there, the place was dirty. It was filthy. There was only two staff working there. And so it was, uh, was going to be a tough turnaround. Uh, there was lack of support from, from corporate, so that was a big part of it. Okay. Did the lack of support from corporate concern you? Because that then could be something that would affect you too as the new owner. It did, um, but when I sat down with with uh, Rick, the 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 franchisor who owned it, uh, when I sat down with him, uh, that he was going through some issues in his corporate office. Okay. So there was a lot of turmoil there, but he, you know, talked about turning things around, changing the menu, doing this, doing that. So I thought, well, you know, the guy seems like a stand-up guy. And- well, and it's interesting how you can have those spill-off effects, right? So if they're having problems at the head office, then that spills down to problems at the franchise level, which spills down to problems. It's the trickle down, right? You know, yeah. it, 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 it's the pebble that causes the tsunami, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, and it, and it's amazing when the two sisters that, that owned it, unfortunately, they weren't restaurant people. They moved out West from Ontario. They didn't know anybody. Oh, no. So there was a lot of other things that, right. Um, you know, the franchise wasn't doing advertising. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they had it in their agreement, but they weren't charging the franchisees. So there was no advertising going on and, right. and, you know, no training. You ask for support, mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of left on your own. Right. Okay. So you decided you were going to try and turn this sucker around. So yeah. Well, in. the funny story is, is <laughs> when, when I, it fell into my lap, a, a friend of mine, uh, opened, Another one here in, in in the Edmonton area in Beaumont. Oh yeah. So he's like, yeah, you know, I'm opening this. I never heard of the Wild Wing, and then I get a call one day from this guy Rick, saying, you know, I'm coming, I'm flying in tomorrow. You and I, your best, your friend gave me uh, your name and number. Says you're the turnaround king. <laughs> uh, uh, we're meeting for lunch tomorrow, and you're going to buy a Wild Wing shirt park. And I was like, you're who? What? Pardon? <laughs> you know, one of those things. And yeah. And uh, so I took the opportunity to, I don't ever pass off the opportunity to meet somebody. Right. Cause I think it's, it's important. It's kind of cool, right? To meet people. So I did. I thought, well, I don't have to say yes. Right. So I thought, okay. Cause I wasn't interested. And then all of <laughs> a week, a week later, I'm now the Fran, Brown franchisee. <laughs> Wild Wings here at Park. Okay. I thought, you know, how hard could it be? Everybody loves wings. <laughs> Everybody loves beer. The concept's cool, right? You know? So uh, do you still think how hard could it be? <laughs> Well, I, yeah, um, yeah. So it, it you know, all, uh, to me, all it was was you know turning the de- the guest experience around. Okay. Um, and in my mind, it, it you know, with my experience, my background, and and, and what was your background? Well, I have a number of things uh, from uh, you know retail, and uh, you know, I, I ran a franchise for a corporation. I ran a Tim, couple Tim Hortons. Okay. So you know, so you had I, I had experience with yeah. that. I've been you know to probably one of the best. Guest experience schools and Tim Hortons, right. uh, to work with, with them. It was probably second to none. And I just transferred that, ex- that experience okay. and that knowledge and into that and having that aha moment and knowing that, you know, it's all about the customer. It's all about the guest. 
you know, and anybody can put food on a plate. Anybody can pour a cold beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you walk in the door, what's the experience? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that is probably the most important thing anywhere you go. Yeah. And in any business you're in, it, it's about the people and, and, and the experience when they walk in your door. Totally. Right. One of the first things that you needed to do was to do something about staff. Yes. So what we, did you do there? Well, the first thing is was to hire some good people to work up front. We had two people when I started, and now we're up to 22 employees. Uh, and three did and those half years two later. people stay or leave? Uh, unfortunately, they had to go. They were uh, actually foreign workers, mm-hmm. so we couldn't get their okay. LMOs renewed this, right. this past while, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, because if it wasn't for them uh, we're working in my kitchen and doing those things, we wouldn't have got to where we were. You know, that being said, it was just hiring the right the right people. So you told me a story about placing an ad uh, to try and get people in and how, how <laughs> yeah. that went. Can you tell uh, us about that? Sure. Uh, you know, we we put an ad on, uh, you know, Kijiji because we didn't, you know, it was one of those quick things. We need to hire some people because it was a week and we needed, <laughs> we needed people. And we were living in Medicine Hat, so we had to move the kids from Medicine Hat to Short Park, which is six hours away. And So I'm like, just put an ad in Kijiji. We'll start there and work our way on free stuff because we couldn't afford anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we put it on, hit enter, and the auto reply button, I think, was right there because we put the ad that said, uh, you know, Wild Wing Sherwood Park, now hiring under new ownership, Kevin and Tina Simbaliak, new owners of Wild Wing Sherwood Park. And the first thing that came back was, don't go work for those people. That's a terrible place to work. Blah, blah, blah. We'd only owned it for 24 hours. Oh, no. <laughs> so uh, we had no employees to write that um, wow. at the time. So, so uh, how did you react to that? What did you do? The first reaction was we need to get rid of it. We need to get rid of that stigma. So we wrote a letter. Uh, we wrote a response to that on Kijiji okay. uh, saying that we're not the same owners. Mm-hmm. We're totally different people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, We asked for it to be removed by the individuals who wrote it. Did they? Uh, no, they did not. Okay. So we actually had to call Kijiji and, and ask for that to be removed. We had to show some proof that we were the new ownership group and we were different than okay. previous owners. But that was fine. That was that was easy. That, right. that was easy to uh, to prove. Right. So that was one of our first challenges. Wow. The the, the big aha moments of how bad it was. Um, <laughs> and yep. uh, you know the place was dirty. It was filthy. So it was like clean it up. So then we we moved into well you know got to get out there and do some networking and let people know that we're new. Mm-hmm. Went to the chamber, went to my first chamber event, met 60 people. 55 of them said they'd never eat there again under the previous ownership. <gasps> and I went, wow, this is going to be harder than it looks. Just because they were prominent business people, it was the mayor, oh, it was no. MLAs, it was uh, oh, the economic no. development minister said, I'll never eat there again. Oh, my. Uh, so, you know, so yeah, it was, it was a big, it was a big did, did they talk about why? Like... They, yeah, they did. Um, it was the service. It was slow, you know, and, you know, when I went in there and I was watching them, them serve, one guy took, you know, took him an hour and a half to get his food. <gasps> and I couldn't figure out why. Like, wow. you know, I, I didn't know what was going on because right. this was before they knew I was going to buy it. Yeah. I wanted to see what the experience sure. was. And, uh, so yeah, it wasn't a very good experience. So um, that must have been pretty scary getting that kind of feedback right off the beginning. At least it was honest feedback. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right? yeah. um, but you know, I said, listen, I'm not that. I'm, we're not those people. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving to Sherwood Park, very. It's a, you know, still seventy thousand people or sixty-five thousand people, but it's a very tight sixty-five thousand people. Yeah. Uh, word of mouth is critical, and if somebody says don't go there, they're not going. Right. 
Um, On the upside, though, if somebody starts saying, do go there, that should have great spillover. It does, yeah, but it still takes some time, mm-hmm. right, to get your friends to go, well, I'm not going there. You know, and that was some of the feedback. You know, we got mm-hmm. people that are coming in there because they met us and we became friends and, and, you know, they had a tough time convincing their friends to come back, too. It's about community as well. Um, right. You know, and, and giving back, and, you know, we believe in the giver's gain philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, so giving in what way? What sort of um, things Just do being you do? supportive. Uh, you know, w- one of the big things was, you know, how do we how do we get back to sports teams? So, right. you know, the kids play sports. Can I sponsor a sports team? Can I, right. uh, you know, we ended up, uh, you know, one of the first things we did was uh, a guy I met, uh, he, he couldn't get his hockey team into a hockey tournament for six- and seven-year-olds. <laughs> So only in Canada, folks. Only, exactly, <laughs> only in Canada. So he decided to put together a turn, just a one day thing and have a game with one of his other buddies in St. Albert. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of threw this thing together and said, yeah, we're going to do this and we want to you know, have a tournament. He sent out an email looking for sponsorships for, you know, right. and I said, well, I said, I'll tell you what. I said, uh, I'll take the headlines. I want the headline sponsor. <laughs> right, so we called it the Wild Wing Outdoor Winter Classic, <laughs> and from there it just it just exploded. The mayor came out for a puck drop, and uh-huh. then we had all the teams come back to Wild Wing, and I bought both teams' dinner, and and it was just a, a one day outdoor event, and yeah. and in February, and they couldn't get into anything, and so it started there, and then you know as people find out, we did some kids minor baseball teams, and. Right. Well, and kids' teams make so much sense for your yeah. format. I mean, you know, yeah. my kids played soccer, yeah. and the number of times we'd yeah. go after a game or the yeah. team just for team building, you'd go yeah. to places, and yeah. the kids, wings and fries, yeah. what else could they, yeah. what could be better? What could be better, yeah. And, and for the parents, yeah. beer, what could yeah. be better? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it's making those connections, and then... So you really you... chose kind of a niche approach in the sense of, okay... Teams and community teams are yep. what we're going to use as our way to get the word out. Hundred percent. So yeah. part of part of customer service is really becoming part of your community. You have to. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Right. If you support your community, the community will support you. And I think you know many businesses, both big, large, whether you're, you know, you're a Shell or a Suncor, you know, being part of your community, mm-hmm. you know, what is critical. Yeah. Let's talk about, okay, so you hired people initially from Kijiji or other similar sources. Yep. How did you screen to make sure you were getting people who'd have the right customer service attitude, and how did you train them? Well, at first, it was just kind of, well, if you can breathe and you look good, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're hired. Uh, that, was right. our, that was my first approach, uh, just uh, so I had somebody. But at the end of the day, it uh, comes down to, to personality, and, you know, you, you ask the questions about, you know, what does customer service mean to you? Mm-hmm. You know, things that are important and, and, uh, teamwork's very important in, in our business, whether you're working the kitchen or you work. Front How do you house. assess for that when you're interviewing somebody? I mean, everyone's going to say they're good at teamwork or they like teamwork, even if they don't. How do you, how do you try and get at that? Can you? <laughs> well, <laughs> some people are good at blindsiding you, mm-hmm. but you know, you kind of look at their, their, their reactions and you ask the questions, you know, it, again, it's, you ask them, well, okay, if you're not busy, you know, what, what do you do to help your teammate? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, in this, you're, you're in the restaurant, you know what? And, uh, you know, you're just standing there. Well, what, what, what would you do? Mm-hmm. Right. And most of it's going to come out in, in the woodwork anyway. 
<laughs> right? You know, if they got a good personality and they're outgoing, you know, you can kind of tell right away. Yeah. You know, whether they're their team. I mean, if yeah. So when we, when we when we train people, we work with them side by side. Okay. We we show them. Right. Right. It, it's tell, show, do, and it's also what's in it for them. So if there's there's more in it for them, and for servers, it's tips. Right. Um. You know, and and you know, so if I they they tell me, well, I want I want to make more money. Well, I'll show you how to make more money. <laughs> it's about service. Right. Right. It's about you know, it's not about I. What can I get you? Right. Mm. We're not order takers. We're experience makers. That's what I tell the staff. Good line. Our boss is not wildling corporate. Minds you, the guest sitting at my table. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, we're going to try to remember you, try to remember your guests when they come in. So when we come back, you repeat. As an owner, it's being there. Okay. Uh, giving them feedback. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's not the discipline, but it's coaching for success. Yeah. Do you think often bad service is just because they don't even realize that what they're doing is not friendly? I think so. Uh, I think it's also that in a lot of, uh, we can talk about millennial children. Let's talk about millennials. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the millennials. Yeah. Yes. And, and, you know, sort of they're, they're, you know, some of them are really good, but it's a lot of sense of entitlement. And I think that's where a lot of the bad service comes from. Mm-hmm. I think it's the fact that if I put food on your table, you should just give me a tip. And while well, you're not giving right. me a tip, so why should I? Right. Um, I'm going to do what I want when I want. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what do you mean you want me to sweep a floor? Sorry, I don't do that. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. and it's one of those, well, you signed up for this. And, you know, we don't go in with a philosophy that we fire people or get rid of people. Mm-hmm. Our chats are usually, this is... You know, Kevin and Tina's value and belief system. Right. If your value and belief system doesn't fall within Wildwing and Kevin and Tina's, that's okay. I'll respect your value and your belief system. Maybe Wildwing ain't the place for you. Right. You know, yeah. uh, we can part ways as friends. Yeah. You know what? But you're going to have to make that decision. Come back. I'll buy you lunch anytime. I'll buy you dinner anytime. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them will have an aha moment at that point. Hmm. And go, is that really my value and belief? Interesting. And then a lot of them will turn around. Yeah. Some of them will quit. Mm-hmm. Not very many of them quit, but it's letting them know what you expect out of them. Right. Being open and honest. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of managers and, and, and owners, I think, don't take enough time with these people. Yeah. And going, you know, and you got to be a little bit hard. You know, there's no yelling and screaming and name calling. It's, you know what, you're good, but you need to get here. And if you don't get here within a week after the yeah. value and belief talk, right, yeah. then you get the value and belief system. And yeah. Because it's like, well, why don't you want to do it? This is the way it is. This is the way you signed up for yeah. This is reality. Now, do you ask why don't you want to do it? Like, have you ever had any surprises from them about when you try and get it, why they're not doing things the way you think they should be? Uh, some of the surprises have come up that they just really don't know how. There's some some of the kids, the, you know, the teenagers that we've hired, they're the younger ones, even 17, 18, yeah. don't know how to use a mop. Don't know how to use a... A mop. Oh, they don't, like, honestly, they, they've never had to mop a floor. Right. They've never had to clean a toilet. Yeah. Clean a bathroom, scrub yeah. anything, so they don't know. Right. So they're embarrassed, so they just rather do nothing. Oh, that's a really interesting point. But, yeah, I can totally see right? that. Right, right. You know, technology today, everybody wants to be on their cell phones, and in the service business, you can't have that. And that's probably one of our more bigger challenges is trying to get them awesome. to stop texting and, and tweeting. And really? So I tell them, you know what, if you're going to text and tweet, make sure you invite people down to Wildwing. <laughs> 
I like that. <laughs> well, you're going to use it. Use it for business. If you're on business time, you're on my time. Yeah. You're going to use it for business time. Right? <laughs> I don't mind. If you're inviting friends and you're tweeting them out wildly, hey, come see me. And do they? No. They just put them away. <laughs> <laughs> We're three-star food, but I believe we can give five-star service. Absolutely. And, 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 and that's what it's about. So let's talk about it from the customer perspective. I, I hear a lot of business people now complaining that customers are just becoming unreasonable because the expectations are just getting higher and higher and higher. Have you had that kind of experience? Um, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to even explain this because it's, it's one of those things that I think once you explain it to the guest, mm-hmm. um, you know, sort of how things are and how they work. I think that educating your guest is just as important as serving your guest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, okay. So it, it, it's one of those things that, oh, well, you know, my wings are cold from the outside. Well, did you take a look on the inside? Right? It's like judging a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. You know, where our sauces are are meant to be cold, mm-hmm. right, because of food safety regulations. We have okay. to keep them on ice. Or if okay. we take it out of the fridge, it's 3 degrees, mm-hmm. right, not 20 degrees or right out of the oven. We don't throw it in the microwave and right. heat up your honey garlic sauce. Okay. So the outside is going to cool off, obviously, faster than the inside. Right. But people will touch it and go, my wings are cold. Okay. Well, no, well, did you take a bite of it? Nope, I don't have to. Well, try it. Or I'll... I've also gone as far as went and got a thermometer, meat thermometer, and <laughs> taken the temperature on okay. the inside. I don't expect my staff to do that, but, uh, right. you know, it, it's one of those things. And they go, oh, okay. And then they get it, right? You know, but a lot of times, you know, the stuff that, that we've hiccuped on or whatever, it's it's been our fault. Okay. You know, or, you know, people go, well, I didn't like that flavor. Okay. You know, we, didn't, we didn't force you to, to try it. So how do you deal with that? Um... Depends on how much they've eaten. <laughs> <laughs> right. First bite, first, one first, thing. <laughs> yeah. First bite, but if you've gone through, you know, uh, nine nine out of 11 wings and go, I don't like my flavor, I'm going to do nothing for you. Right. Yeah. Um, you, know, you know what? Obviously, you ate them, and they were good enough to eat. Yeah. Um, you know, and our service go by to make sure that, you know, that everything's okay. Mm-hmm. We've been by your table. You know, if, if, if it is a, a bite and somebody didn't really didn't like it, and it's their first experience at Wild Wing... We'll ask them to remake. We'll remake another set of wings for them if they have the time. Mm-hmm. If not, we'll just give them a gift card to come back next mm-hmm. time. Right? right? We'll make them something different. But it's also we teach our 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 staff to educate the customer on the wing flavors. What right. are you craving today? Okay. Sure, 101 flavors can be very difficult to choose from. <laughs> yeah. But it, it you know, but it comes down to you know what do you feel like? Is it barbecue? Is it spicy? Do you right. like something sweet? Something salty? Right. You know, and then we get, you know, what is your palate craving today? Okay. Right? And then that'll help you determine what you're going to like today and what we recommend for a different flavor. You know, and a lot, of, and then the other, the expectation, most of what we run into is, is from our customers is time. Mm. You know, restaurants packed, everybody sits down at once, kitchen gets hit with 35 bills in the kitchen within 10 minutes. <laughs> um, yeah. It takes 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes to get you your order. Right. So if I got, 30 orders and you're the 30th order, you're not getting it for a while. So how, do you 
We explain to the customers, but they, they, they believe it's unreasonable for some reason. Really? Yeah. It's, it's interesting. You know, like they'll go to other, other restaurants and the expectation is, is that, oh, it's busy. I'm going to be waiting a while. Even though we'll tell the customer, the guest, it's going to be, it's going to be about 30 minutes to get your meal. And that's usually the most it ever is when we're packed is 30 minutes. Yeah. So really not that bad, but some of them go, well, oh, that's ridiculous. We should be able to get our meal 10 minutes. Well, then go to McDonald's. Go to McDonald's. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, we're not fast food. Right. So it's the expectation. It's people, right? And and to get into the minds of people is very, very difficult. (laughs) Um, Yep. In my book, People Shock, I talk about the three P's of profit being promise, people, and process. So we've Mm -hmm. talked about the promise, which is your values. And you've talked about how you make it clear to the mail, it's it. These are our values. If you're not comfortable with that, go elsewhere uh, to the staff. Um, the yeah, people, not the customer. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> customer doesn't really care about your values. They care about their values. <laughs> well, right. And But those values should be the same as my values. Right. Or else they're not right, going to be coming they're, back. They're not coming back and I shouldn't be in business. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Right? So that's... So that's the promise. Then the people, obviously, we've talked about both the customer side and the serving side. Um and then the third one is process. So let's talk briefly about that. Have you had to make any changes or streamline? Have you, have you, how formal have you got in terms of process within your organization? I mean, some of that as a franchise, I guess, would come from the franchise structure. Right. And, and, and again, Wildwing is now under new ownership as far as the franchise or goes. So the processes okay. are coming a little more streamlined. Um, okay. I've had the, the pleasure of being able to actually assist in, in some of those processes and streamlining things so that's good so they've reached out to the franchisees to get feedback on how they should change yeah yeah it's actually it's actually really cool you know and uh you know we've we've implemented some ourselves with you know just simple things like putting up a weekly cleaning chart okay right there's a daily a weekly duties so there's no question right because it's like well what do i do well i'm the new guy on the block i don't know what to do Mm -hmm. right you know that's a philosophy well i don't know what to do so i'm going to do nothing right <laughs> that's that's a philosophy, right? Yep. And it still is even with the chart on the board and just having the people sign off and the accountability. Yeah. And you know, and then we also like you know, that's both front and back of house, you know, there's things that have to be done when you open. Here it is and in order. Mm-hmm. So that you can get it done. Right. You know, and, and I And think- so they're not trying to figure it out each time. They know it's like they're not wasting time reinventing the wheel. Yeah. You know, and making up their own thing. Yeah. Um so yeah, and then you know, so there, there's that part from opening to wiping down chairs to, you know, throwing ice in the bin, setting up the patio, mm-hmm. you know, things that wiping down all the ledges. We also have it down to what do you do on day one of your shift, so that it's like you're not oh, overwhelmed. Nice. So the the training process will be the same. Oh, so nice. that whether it's it's myself training them or Tina or my supervisor, there's there's steps in place right. that you follow. Shift one, here's what we do. Nice. And, and I think that's important, too, from a process, because day one should be spent with me, the owner, going through what I expect. And, yeah. and with our open-door policy, right, you know, come see me anytime, yell and scream at me, I don't care, <laughs> as long as it's behind closed doors, right? right? You have an issue, let's work it out. Yeah. Right? I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important as a leader. Yes. That you're open, and we listen to our staff. They're in the trenches. Yeah. Why, don't, why not listen to them? They're the ones dealing with all this stuff. Right. You don't have to take every idea. But be open to their ideas. Absolutely. Well, geez, you know what they mean? They're real easy because you're you're on the floor and they have just little charts and it's like, okay, 
Here it is. It's like right. where start at the bottom of the bun and you work your way up, right? Yeah. yeah. Bottom of the cup, work your way up, right? Uh-huh. And it's right there for you in front of you. So if you don't know, yeah. it's very easy to find and to follow. Yeah. So you simplify it and you make it easy. The recipes are there, right? You know, and, and again, working with them. And, and, and this is so important for any business, not just for a franchise, not just for a food store or a fast food outlet even. Yeah. Any business, if you've got those things, if you take the time to clearly set out what is the process, it just makes it so much yeah, easier. It does. How much time do you spend in the in the restaurant yourself? Uh, I'm there probably oh, probably 40 to 50 hours a week Okay. <laughs> in the restaurant. Wow. You know, I, I enjoy it. I mean, I'm in and out of there, but it's, yeah. you know, for the most part, it's a lot of fun and... You know, it's, well, and you've got a personality that I think is probably a big part of the success of that yeah, place yeah. because well, you are very friendly and welcoming. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's funny because uh, this is another story, but I remember some of the staff I hired, and they came from other restaurants where if the manager visited your table, there was an issue uh, or the owner. So right. I'm the guy that I walk around to every table, and I want to know my guests when they yeah. come in, and I love meeting people and and. Well, and that was part of what really impressed me. And I didn't know how much it was you treat everybody that way. But we were at this social event that you were, I guess, sponsoring. And the minute I walked in, like you came over and introduced yourself and asked if I'd been there before and we got chatting. And it did give me a really warm feeling about the place that I, you you know, wouldn't have expected. (laughs) Honestly, You never know who you're going to meet, put a smile on somebody's face. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just it's just a lot of fun. We're we're excited for the future and, and the journey ahead. So Well, thank you very much for your time, Kevin. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, really enjoyed my time there. If yeah. I lived a little closer I'd probably be in more often. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe we'll have one in the West End soon. Okay. Okay, <laughs> yeah. let me know when that happens. Thank you for having me. <laughs> okay. My favorite quote from that interview was his comment that anybody can put food on a plate and anybody can serve cold beer. But when you walk in the door, what's the experience? You can differentiate even a pretty standard kind of business with great customer experience. The other thing that I think is really important to take away from here, especially for small businesses that often sort of evolve and you just kind of do things and before you know it, informal procedures have developed, but you haven't taken the time to write them down. And he really stressed the importance of just writing down all the steps and procedures people need to follow so that when you've got new staff, it's easy for them to jump right in and do it right. And so that your existing staff remember how to do it right. Make it easy. I'd really recommend if you haven't read it, pick up a copy of the book, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. He wrote that quite some time ago, but it's still one of my favorite business books. And and he talks in there about why you need to standardize processes and procedures so that you as a business owner have more time for the strategic work and less time is spent doing the hands-on putting out fire stuff. I've got some new interviews that you can check out on my website where I've been the guest instead of the host including one by John Lee Dumas, who's the host of EO Fire, formerly Entrepreneur on Fire. My first TV appearance for the new book, where the interviewer was former Edmonton Oilers hockey player Jason Strudwick. Uh, Also, Doug Sandler's Nice Guys on Business podcast and many others. You can check them all out at frankreactions.com forward slash PS interviews. PS as in people shock. 
as we're planning the fall season for Frank Reactions, it would be really great to get your input about what sorts of organizations and leaders you'd like me to interview, or whether there are aspects of customer experience improvement that you really wish I focused on more. You can send your thoughts to me at tema, T-E-M as in marketing, A, at frankreactions.com. And as a thank you for spending the time to do that for me, I will send you the detailed 3P customer experience maturity assessment that I discuss in the book. There's a shorter version of it in the book as well. The detailed 3P customer experience maturity assessment may actually help get you focused for the fall and winter too. Have a good week and I will chat with you again next week. Bye.